fish, like a palm tree. Now, if I should ask you, well, what does a palm tree have to give? You'd say, well, coconut milk and uh, coconut. Listen to this. Besides food and drink, coconut offers the possibilities of housing, thatching, hats, baskets, furniture, mats, cordage, clothing, charcoal, brooms, fans, ornaments, musical instruments, shampoo, containers, implements, oil for fuel, light ointment, soap, and many more. You know what that says to me? That all of us probably have a lot more to offer than we realize. Most people think coconuts have absolutely no value after you've drank the milk and you eat the coconut, throw it away. Mm. So look at all these other things. Now, with all that in mind, I want you to um, listen carefully. And what I'm going to read to you is humorous, but it makes the point of this whole sermon. Are you listening? Say amen. amen. So I want to ask you again, can God use you? And with that question, I want to answer it with this little quote. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. And Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused, and Moses stuttered. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced a number of times. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus died. God used every one of them, didn't he? So let me ask you a question. Can you give God a legitimate reason for not allowing him to use you? And the answer is what? No, you cannot. So what are you going to do about it? You say, well, I don't know what to do next. I can tell you exactly what to do next. Here's what you do next. You simply say this to him, Lord, I don't know what to do, but today I make myself available to you to serve you any way you want me to. To individuals, to more people than an individual, I'll serve you anywhere you want me to serve you, however you want me to serve you. Whatever you call me to do, the answer is yes. Now, I'm going to need some help, Lord. And you promised that help, so I'm going to trust you to show me what to do. I'm going to trust you to help me. I'm going to trust you to enable me to do my best at whatever you call me to do. But Lord, from this point on, no more wasted time, no more wasted life. I want you to use me, and I'm making myself available. Amen. Amen. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you for your wonderful grace toward us. We don't want to waste our life. And I pray the Holy Spirit will sink this message so deep. Let it have a hook in it. Let it be unshakable for all of these people who are so gifted and so talented and so skilled. And all of these people who think they don't have any of that. You said that each one is given a gift. And God, you're willing to use any and all of us. And I pray that every single believer who hears this message... Look at themselves, ask the question, and make the surrender. And Father, I pray for people who are unsaved. Help them see every day is a wasted day when it comes to eternal things. 
They may be accomplishing some things that are very impressive in the eyes of the world. And they may be good things. But without your help and without your motive and without the purity of the heart that you require. Thank you for loving us, forgiving us, and being patient. But God, you know, patience isn't what you're looking for, but activity. Led by the Holy Spirit, that's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. God has given every believer talents and abilities for the purpose of serving Him by serving others. Seek Him and learn how He wants you to use those gifts to build up the body of Christ and express His love to those who don't know Him. To learn more about developing a life of service, visit our website, intouch.org. And to listen again, click on Today on Radio on our homepage. Connect to our online bookstore if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, Can God Use You? Again, that's intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. You can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. Are you timid about sharing your faith in Jesus? Find encouragement to speak boldly for Christ just ahead in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Human connection and healthy relationships. It's what our Heavenly Father longs for us to have. But life today makes it far too easy to be self-sufficient and isolated. We can get stuck, caught in our own lives, disconnected from those around us. With InTouch's Fully Human Workbook, learn to repair and renew your relationships through the Word of God and the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley. Connect again and sustain true fellowship with others. Visit InTouch.org slash store. Dad, Dad, Dad! What, buddy? Did you order a ground-off gift? You still want to get the same one we talked about last night? Yes. I think we got it. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Come on in! Oh, thank you, Nolan. The prayer blanket! The prayer blanket. <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, Christmas is a time of sharing. Go to intouch.org slash store to find gifts that bless for the Christmas season. You're listening to In Touch. If you're a believer, you have a role to play in communicating God's truth. Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. The question is, why do so many people give an excuse for not ever sharing their faith? They can walk around people who are lost. You may have friends that you know have never trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, and if they were to die today, they'd be eternally separated from Him. Why don't you share the gospel? More than likely, you'd have to say, if you were honest, well, I'm just afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid of criticism? So what? Their eternal destiny is at stake. What's the little criticism? Fear of criticism, fear of failure, fear, for example, that you'll say the wrong thing. We've all said the wrong thing at times, but you know what? Remember this, he gave us the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit of God to live on the inside of us to do what? To enable us to be able to say to others the truth of the gospel. He came in order to help us. He calls him the helper. And so you and I have the responsibility. We have the ability and the skill. We have the message and we have the Holy Spirit to enable us. Now also remember what Apostle Paul said 
in 2 Corinthians when again he was talking about our responsibility. He said, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. When he says here, for example, that we're ambassadors for Christ, we're his representatives. We're his voices. We speak for him. He says, and it's as if God were pleading through us to the other person to receive him. So if you can remember this, when you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you became an ambassador for Christ. We represent him, we follow him, we have his message to share, not only to those around us, but also to the entire world. How do we get the truth of the gospel to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, as simply as possible, in the power of the Holy Spirit? That's why we're here. We're here to share his truth. And so I want you to join us and speak to the people around you, people that you work with. We're ambassadors for Christ. And if we live out that ambassadorship, we will tell other people what Jesus Christ means to us. Visit us at intouch.org to learn more about sharing the gospel. And if today's program encouraged you to invest more deeply in your relationship with Christ, we'd love to hear from you. Tomorrow on In Touch, we'll focus our attention on the story of Jonah and hear a reminder of the costly decision to run from God. That's Thursday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. A rarely stated but widely assumed myth of our information age is that access to information is the same thing as knowledge, or even worse, the same thing as wisdom. Another one is that time not spent accessing information is wasted, maybe even immorally so. Perhaps this explains, at least in part, the extent to which people go in order to avoid boredom today. On the other hand, the endless pursuit of feeling productive, or at least informed, is not satisfying. And in a new book called Why Boredom Matters, Professor Kevin Hood Gary proposes a solution to the problem, which he summarizes in the subtitle of the book, quote, Education, Leisure, and the Quest for a Meaningful Life. Today, that word leisure carries connotations of wealth and laziness, which makes it difficult for Christians to defend it. However, since the early modern era, leisure has referred to the pursuit of curiosity for curiosity's sake. German philosopher Joseph Piper called leisure the basis of culture, defining it as everything that lies beyond the utilitarian world. In other words, to engage in leisure is to have the energy and the will to learn about the world, even when that learning isn't necessary for survival or wealth or grades. Strictly utilitarian societies can be productive and efficient, but in the end are unsustainable. The communist experiment of the Soviet Union is an example of what happens when a society is built upon this wrong understanding of the human person. When creativity and imagination are suppressed and individuality rejected, the result is widespread dehumanization. Still, throughout human history, and even under brutal regimes, humans have always found the will and the means to engage in leisure. One of my favorite paintings is by Russian artist Nikolai Yeroshenko. It's called Life is Everywhere. In it, three men, a woman and a baby, are crammed into a prison car but are looking out through the bars of their window, watching, amused, the fevered activities of a group of birds on the ground outside. The child is smiling in wonder. See, even in war-torn countries and in the poorest slums, there are people making beautiful things, inventing games and stories, imagining a world that's different than what they know. That's because leisure is an unsuppressible part of being human, made in God's image. 
In most of the Western world, people have all the means and the opportunities to pursue classical leisure, but instead choose distraction. And lacking in motivation to go any deeper, the only suggestion, according to Kevin Hood Gary, is education. He doesn't mean institutional higher education as it is currently. Fortunately, that's also built around a utilitarian approach. A truly meaningful education instead capitalizes on this God-given capacity we have for leisure and includes the study of a broad survey of subjects, including those that seem to have nothing whatsoever to do with getting a job. And often it's these subjects that are assumed to be irrelevant that are the most consequential. After all, do we really want geneticists who are capable of splicing genes and rewriting our DNA to have never taken an ethics class? Do we want elementary teachers who are versed in all the social-emotional learning theories of second graders but don't know even the basics of the history of Western civilization? Education should be an antidote to boredom because it should teach us how to wrestle with big questions, including the ultimate questions that boredom brings up. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What is life for? Am I living well? What should I love? Philosophers call these the ultimate questions, and Christians know that the source of these questions is God himself, and that bearing God's image makes our lives inherently meaningful. To learn about God's world, whether it's through history or art or philosophy or mathematics or science or literature, is to learn ultimately about God. And that's always beneficial, even if it accomplishes nothing more than giving us a wider glimpse into his glorious creativity. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org.